0: Hello ah, hello. I don't know where I was going with that one. Hello Hello Mrs. <laughs> Doubtfire. The good news everyone. I don't know what the fuck that was about. <laughs> Alrighty. Well hello everybody. Welcome to a special Friday night podcast of the Drunk Dashers Podcast. I am your host, I am Tyler, and join me. We have the man, the myth, the legend himself, Sir Colonel Gables. What's up, buddy?
1: I'll tell you what, man, I am happy that the end of this week is drawing near. At this recording time, it is a Friday night. We've got plans through this weekend, so it's gonna be a fun time. But at the same time, it's like, it's been one of those sort of work weeks and stuff where it's like, it's kind of a little bit longer, it's got a little bit more like arduous in some spots, but at the same time, I'm fairly glad that I'm going through a lot of training stuff in my workplace, most recently was promoted, so yeah, that's a big deal for me. At least I'm getting more in terms of income from like learning new tricks, learning new things. Uh, My mind is open to learning new things, new trades, new skills, but uh, As far as other stuff is going, I mean, I'm fairly happy that football season is almost upon us. It's going to be the next couple weeks. I know. I know. I wish nothing but the best for you and your Packers. (laughs) But... uh, I I know, I know. I understand. But, other than that, man, it's like, I... I, And this is even before going into video game stuff. I was like, I am really interested in seeing how the NBA Finals square off because... uh, For the first time in a hell of a long time, it feels interesting to see who will be inside the NBA championship, the NBA Mm -hmm. finals. You have, you have like, oh God, the Phoenix Suns. That's right. You have the Phoenix Suns that are in the finals. They haven't been back there in a hell of a long time. But they're facing off against the winners of the Milwaukee Bucks and oh god the atlanta hawks those two teams are fighting for like the eastern conference game six
0: going on right now yeah
1: i know this whole playoffs in general and stuff has been a myriad of injuries for star players we're talking about guys like anthony davis we're talking about guys like uh even cp3 even though he was a little bit injured out for a time Devin
0: booker broke his nose in like every single possible place
1: (laughs) yeah man why
0: leonard out is out LeBron was out. He literally didn't come back until the playoffs. Uh, Kawhi Leonard, yeah.
1: he was out for a while. Um,
0: yeah, Giannis is out now. Trey Young is out now. Yeah, it's. Uh, I think a combination of playing in the bubble until October or November of last year, and then coming back f- four weeks later for a whole other season, playing seventy-two games in eighty days, and then going jumping into the playoffs. Uh, uh, I th- I think just broke all, broke everybody down. So
1: as what I've heard others like another YouTuber say, and I do agree with this: this NBA playoffs has been cursed.
0: Yeah, <laughs> but I mean, I, I don't wish ill will towards any player, you know. No, but no, it, it it's it's got less star power, but it's also. But I'll tell you, it what. definitely is for me. It's more entertaining. I mean, as much as I love like watching stars play, like I'm not like a I, I pay attention, but I don't watch it all the time. Uh, but like it, it is more intriguing seeing you have two teams that haven't been to the NBA finals since the early nineties and two teams uh, that in the final four, two teams haven't been in, in almost 30 years. And the other two teams have never been.
1: Yeah. That's, what's fairly exciting about it because no matter what's going to happen, we're going to get a fresh mm. franchise that will win their first NBA championship.
0: Well, the I Bucks won so. like NBA, NBA championship in like the sixties with a man. We, we may have known Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. But that was like Jesus I think Christ. like sixty nine or something like that. So. That is
1: crazy to think about. Yeah, but you will have the Phoenix Suns potentially against like, uh, you know, the fucking Atlanta Hawks or something like that sort. You bucks. know, that, yeah, it's gonna, that it's could, be it could it could happen too. You know, that's it's just totally possible. But uh, sports stuff aside, you know, gaming stuff. I have still have been looking for that one specific game because I said last week. You know, when it comes to like uh, Mario Golf. Super Rush and stuff. I have still been playing it at the same time. It feels like that filler game in between of what you would need to play for the next, like, like uh, yeah. transitional period and stuff. so yeah, a transitional
0: I'm... quarterback. He's a bridge. It's a bridge.
1: It's a bridge game. Yes, exactly. But, uh, yeah, I've been playing some stuff. I've been trying to take care of weekly stuff for Destiny 2 and stuff like that. I'll go a little bit of detail about other stuff I've been doing in Destiny Two because I think that's pretty funny too, but uh, yeah, it's been pretty good. How about yourself, Tyler? How have you been doing?
0: Doing all right, you know. Um, we got a three day weekend coming up, which is nice. Uh, you know, I only had to work three days this week, but each day unfortunately was long. Um, but it was you know wasn't too bad. It's over now, so that's nice. Um, yeah, I'm doing okay. I had a weird interaction with a, with a, a lady the other day, oh, yeah? or, uh like an older lady, like I'm talking like seventies, and uh, she like I had I had a package for. Her. And this is gonna sound very sexual, but it's, it, it, I literally had a box with something in it for her, and I went and I delivered it to her, and she's eating an ice cream cone. <laughs> hey, this, how she, do you a package for me? i like, I just got this for you. And she's like, oh, okay. And she's like, um, I'd offer you some ice cream, but I've already been licking it, and she <laughs> takes another lick, and I'm just like. Uh, this is you know gables this is how some this is how every golden girls porn parody starts
1: <laughs> and i'm like i'm out of here
0: i no, i was just like <laughs> I, I appreciate the offer and then we made love uh but you know it was, <laughs> you know that's just kind of how things go um
1: <laughs> and it smelled like sweat and regrets. anyway <laughs>
0: yeah i mean that was just me uh <laughs> the sweat part i don't know about the regrets. But um, never, hey, I'm a big Golden Girls fan. You know what can I say? B. Arthur. Arr. <laughs> um,
1: <laughs>
0: what is the show about again?
1: Video games. Oh, that's Video right. Games. Yeah, let's
0: talk about. It. Let's talk about. It. We're all busy. Uh, so which is what's open? We got actually a decent amount of news this week. It's been kind of, uh, you know, it's been fairly light the last couple of weeks because you know it's post E3, so not a lot going on. Uh, but just a, a couple of cool little things. Uh, so kind of one of the cool things that happened Monday was uh. Xbox came out and they announced that X Cloud, which is their streaming service that's been in closed beta for a while. On like you can play on PC, Android, Android, Android devices, and then uh, you, there's a like work around to play on like iPads and iPhones and stuff like that. Um, it's now open to everybody that has Game Pass Ultimate uh, as of Monday, um, and it's pretty. You just go, like for like uh, basically you just go to like slash play uh, and. If you, you sign in with your account, if you got Game Pass Ultimate, not everything is on there. Obviously, it's still in beta, but like 90% of the shit that's on Game Pass is there. Um, and uh, it works really, really well. Like uh, for like iPhones, like I went to Xbox.com slash play because you technically can't have – because they got to do the work around Apple. It's yes. Apple wants a cut of everything. So this is their, their way of getting around all that. Um, it basically puts an app on your phone. And you just, you log, you log into it and you can play. I played for a little bit on my, my phone. I have the, not the new phone, like the last one, I think X or whatever. I'm not sure. Um, and I played like a miniature golf games, like golf with friends, I think is what it's called. And it's fine with touchscreen. Like I, I don't want to play gears five on it, but it, I mean, it works really well. You, you can get achievements. You can do all that. Like it's, you know, it's all stream streaming. Um, my phone is getting a little hot after a little bit, like, cause I don't have like the newest phone. Uh, but like a, like a little hot, like not like unbearable. Like this is concerning, but you can feel like there's a warmth coming. There's some heat coming from those loins. Like that old lady I fucked. Uh, <laughs>
1: sorry. Wow. Stay on I don't target.
0: know where that came from. <laughs> Gills like I'm gonna head out of here. Yeah. <laughs> oh god. Anyways, um, <laughs> I should I, I don't I should stop drinking, Uh yeah. but um. It, it works fine. Like I like that. I don't like gears five is on there to play with. Like you can, uh, you can like buy attachments and like, like the, the like the controller attachments and you can play it that way. Or you can hook up an Xbox controller, or Bluetooth, if you want to, um, for that, like to play on your phone or an iPad. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just did, I just played a handful of games like that over the last few days and it works well. i it on Wi-Fi. You do have to have 5g right now. Yeah. If you're on like your cellular service. Uh, luckily we are both vaccinated so we can do that. Yeah. Um, Uh, But with uh, I played for a little bit on PC, uh, and it worked super duper well. Like like I was showing Gables how quick it was to boot up. Uh, I did have some issues. I tried streaming it on Monday night, and there's an issue with uh, using OBS, which which I use to stream the podcast, um, and uh, on you know to to Twitter or to Twitter to Twitch and stuff like that. So there was an issue where like it was giving me really bad like latency issues. Um, So like there was like a, a very noticeable delay between the button presses and me playing the game and like just th- th- doing what I did on the, on my controller to the screen. I was playing Halo five and then it was like pro- 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 yeah. <essment> progressively getting worse as I was playing. Um, so I need to look into that figure out what the issue is with that. I, I found some stuff and I'm trying to, I'm not computer smart whatsoever, but I'm trying to work around that. But, um, I, I think so far for being day, it's been on, it's been in closed beta since April. Um, but being day one with open beta, uh, I'm stunned by it. I, I think it's really, really cool. Like, I don't. Is this something I first see myself using very often? No, but like, if I'm on my lunch break at work and uh, I'm I'm stuck in a truck, I have nowhere to go. If I had 5G in my phone, um, or I was in a, wi- a good Wi Fi area, I would definitely be more apt to use it. Um, so eventually when I do upgrade a phone that has 5G, hopefully, I this is something I can use like to kill time on my lunch break because just fucking nothing to do. Uh, but, um, Yeah, I don't know. I think this is really. I mean, we just keep, uh, you know, seeing how this expand and grow. It's like something we've been talking about for a while now. We've seen Stadia and Luna. Stadia really kind of shit the bed, and then Luna's kind of, I think, doing a good way of doing it right now. Where like they're just in the background, like they're there, but they're not like they're not going crazy all in with it. But they're they're lining shit up, and like it's definitely something to keep an eye on. But like they're in the background, but they're not they're not going crazy, but they're there. Um, But yeah, I think for a first showing of it so far it's it's really solid. Um what, what's your thoughts on all these cables? I know you haven't got your display yet though. Mm.
1: In terms of like the XCloud stuff, I like the concept of it. I know it's been in beta since April. I haven't had yet to try out uh, the streaming things, so I want to kind of I kind of want to try it out only because of uh I'm fascinated to see how my connection would run for the streaming stuff, but as far as me personally using it, I could probably maybe use it on occasion, but I don't see myself really using it like long term, considering I don't really travel long distances or like, like traveling back and forth. I'm usually just a traditional gamer that's just gonna go and play it on his system, either at home or bring a little handheld with me, like my Switch, and then maybe play a little bit here between the lunch break. But uh, I like the idea. I love the idea that you can go through stream games on through Game Pass and stuff. Like, if you wanted to play a game of like, say, Plants vs Zombies on Game Pass, you could do that. If you want to play. Maybe a maybe like a a stage or a chapter or something of Gears of War Five. Hey, you can do that too if you have the adequate thing and if you have that little shell thing that connects onto your phone.
0: Yeah, or like I said, you can use like uh, Bluetooth. You can use the Xbox controller. That's yeah, I mean, very uh, true. I've seen people you play like uh, people in beta were talking about it, uh, like with their iPad they were playing, uh, with, with, the, with the, they're playing like Destiny Two with the Xbox controller on their iPad. Huh.
1: That's yeah. actually interesting. Yeah.
0: So. I don't know. I think it's cool. I think this is like I think I don't think streaming is the future of gaming, at least the near future. But I think it's it's definitely gonna be part of it. But it could be more. I mean, who fucking thought, you know, 15 years ago how big streaming services would be, you know, at once when Netflix got added on the Xbox. We never who would have thought how big streaming in our lives would be, um, with everything, music, uh, pretty much everything in entertainment, music, movies, TV shows, and now video games. So. I mean, it's the future. It's, I mean, it's definitely something to look out for. But uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I'm I'm really impressed with it overall so far. Um, moving on here to number two though. Uh, so we talked we talked about this last week about Dead Space. Uh, d- d- yeah, I can't talk today. Dead Space is uh, coming back. Um, so we, we we're kind of talking. Is this like the remastering all three? Is it a remake? Is it all brand new one? So basically, what it sounds like, what it is now we're coming. This is coming from multiple places. But uh, so the new Dead Space game is going to be a it's essentially a reboot, but it's also like a, a semi remake kind of like in the vein of like, uh, it sounds like from what what I was reading is that like EA kind of looked at what Capcom did with the Resident Evil two and three remakes. And it's like, well, we want to we like, okay, well that's working. And then also we've seen how, uh, EA has been a little more open-minded about just doing single player games like we saw fall order really taking off Titanfall two, A lot of people love that one recently, but it didn't sell well, but that was more EA's doing than anybody's. But, um, yeah so they they've seen that and they're like oh well we want to do that so it's, it sounds like they're they're basically going to try to take a lot of the stuff that worked in the original one which i think i think that game probably outside of like graphically graphically probably still ages really really well um and so it sounds like th- this is what they want to do is like in uh you know kind of modernize it like they what capcom did Resident Evil two and three it's being, being made by motive which they made um the star Wars squadron game, the flying game that came out in 20, was that 2020
1: or 2018. I think that was 2020.
0: Is that 2020. Oh my fucking God. Wow. Okay. So they're making that. Uh, and then they also did the star Wars battlefront two campaign, which was not good, but that wasn't really, that seems like that was more of an EA issue than it was a, um, a motive issue. Um, but yeah, I, I'm, you know, I, I talked about last week. I'm I'm, I would have, think i part of me would want just a more so just get it sooner just give me the dead space remaster but I, I i'm obviously not gonna pitch or complain about a brand new dead space game as long as i mean it sucks that uh the original studio is gone but uh, i mean i'm all for it what about you gables
1: yeah i'm pretty much on the same boat as you if it's faithful to the original dead space and it's has modern conveniences and stuff like that that'll help it play better and have a bunch of good graphical fidelity stuff. I mean, there's really, isn't anything to complain about, but that being said, you know, I don't want it to be like one of those games. that's going to be stripped out and all of a sudden have little microtransaction things, just put inside of it in case that you want, you know, the whole experience of the damn thing. But yeah. uh,
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's like I said, it's just anything with dead space. News wise is awesome. Um, i moving on to our third story here. So PlayStation has been a little busy. They've been buying some shit. Mm. So they bought. They officially announced that they bought Housemark, uh, which is the people that made Returnal, um, and then also they announced um, that they are buying another studio called uh, I think it's pronounced Nixis N i x x e s, uh, which I mean, no one. I don't think most people have heard, ever heard of. It's one of those ones you've probably seen the logo for because they work on a lot, but they're not really well-known for any main game. So they're more right. of a port studio and like a side studio. So like they, they've helped a lot with like uh, Marvel's Avengers. Like they handled like the So like the, the specialty, I guess is like PC ports. Um, and then like doing, helping like the, they're like the side team on some stuff. So like most recently they, they did the Marvel's Avengers PC port, which uh, I heard that was actually pretty broken at the beginning when it first came out. Uh, but that that sounds like it was more of a rush thing than anything. Uh, then also they, uh, I was reading something. I, I've lost it. I lost it. I've lost it officially. <laughs> I completely lost it. Uh, I was I lost in the article, but they they basically they port <laughs> helped port a lot of like uh, like uh, a lot with Square Enix, right? Uh, uh, in particular, but like um, yeah, like I think like they've pulled some of the ports like Final Fantasy games, shit like that. So yeah, this is. It sounds like probably what's gonna be is more of them just uh, for Nixus It's more about helping with like, the, the PC ports of their games out of playstation has been porting more games to the pc It sounds like it's more having them work on it instead of their in-house studios doing all the work uh, what's your thoughts on both of these studios gables
1: honestly i think it's a smart acquisition for how smart games considering how popular and how successful they've been with returnal since its launch as far as Nix's I think it's a smart yeah. idea for Sony to acquire them, considering that if they wanted to try to take away, like, resources in regards to having their own in-house development studios go through and try to port these games to PC and avoid certain, like, hassles and stuff, like, for example, when uh, for when Horizon Zero Dawn was released on Steam and stuff like that, how many issues that had at launch and stuff. And there are some parts they're like, still having issues with, but yet they have gone through, patched a lot of what they... Did and stuff to try to fix and alleviate those set of problems, without me actually having played it on Steam. I can't really say to and from like how the experience is. But the yeah. fact is, acquiring the studio and stuff is going to at least give them a bit of a leg up in terms of freeing up some resources in house, and instead go with like a like a pretty much like a, a third party sort of like development team that's going to go through help them with the porting process of these popular games. But in regards to how or what they're going to be tasked to port or maybe help with the remaster sort of thing remains to be seen. I mean, if they really want to get more, if Sony is really planning on putting out more PC ports on Steam in and of itself, well, they're going to need someone to help out putting some of their more classic, say, PS4 titles or even some PS5 titles it potentially, maybe, yeah. on Steam. Like, say, A God of War, maybe the next Horizons or like, Horizon 2, like Forbidden West or something, perhaps. That's just rumored speculation on my part. But I feel like, in general, both of these acquisitions do help Sony in the grand scheme of things.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think it's a way to Yeah, like it's, it's easier to just buy this, probably buy a studio, than make a new one and hire a bunch of people. And all I, that shit. like Everything's already in place.
1: Go yeah, ahead. I do find it interesting in this regards, because this... this Has been like another piece inside of all three of the major companies acquiring multiple different studios, even Nintendo in that regards, because of uh, because of like, I think it's next level games, and on top of that, like forever entertainment, they have like a like an agreement or whatsoever going on with them that Microsoft with their whole like like money bag spinning, Ted DiBiase wheeling, dealing type of shit, you know, with their freaking thing. Everybody's business. got a price. Exactly. That's Microsoft right now with development studios. But having Sony go through, you know, trying to match things neck to neck and stuff, securing what works for them along with something that's going to help them in another foray in another field. You know, it's interesting seeing everything coming all full circle because nobody wants to be that one Company that is not investing and loses a whole bunch of resources to their competitors because this is yeah. exactly what's going on. <laughs>
0: yeah, I think definitely for like you look at some of the stuff that PlayStation's bought recently with like uh, Insomniac and um, uh, Housemark, hmm. uh, like th- those made those really make sense. Kind of like with the next level games with Nintendo when they just bought them earlier this year, where it's like it's like you pr- pretty much primarily only work with these guys, so it just makes sense at this point. You might as well just buy them. Yeah. instead of paying to get milk from the cow, just buy the fucking cow. Um, so that makes sense. Um, you know, it's so, and, and it's definitely like an interesting time right now. We're with, with, uh really the last year plus now with um, from what I understand, like I'm not like a, a major on like how uh, inflation and all that shit works and like interest and everything. But what the lot, la- you know, obviously with COVID and everything like that, like the businesses are putting money in a bank to get the garner interest like interest low levels are really low right now. So they're not really making any money on that shit sitting there and they'll make more money by buying shit and then, you know, turn around selling shit with that. And now they just make money off of that thing instead of money sitting in the bank, slowly making a little bit of money. Or in some cases, a lot of places it was so bad that they were actually take like, if the interest level was negative. So the longer money sat in the bank, the more money you lost. So it's like, that's just kind of wow. and then interest level or, um, uh, inflation is going up, which obviously always is. So interest levels are low. So you're not making any money by keeping in the bank. And it's actually becoming less valuable, valuable because over time, shit costs more money. So <laughs> it's it's just, it's more. It makes more sense for businesses to just buy shit that'll make them money than just sit in the bank and make no money. Uh, that's just where we're at. And I, I think, and obviously we are definitely like um, Jim Ryan came out. I think it was Jim Ryan or no uh, Herman Holtz, who is the head of PlayStation. Uh, he uh, said that um they're not in like a uh, kind of a, what was it? Like a, a, a race. What's like kind of like a space race kind of thing. where like, or what was, what the f- I can't remember the term he used. But basically they're not like in a buying, a bidding war kind of thing with like trying to buy everything, uh, which probably a little bit of bullshit, probably a little bit of truth there. Um, more like they, the PlayStation and Sony and the, as a whole don't have the money to spend. Like um, and Microsoft does, you know, obviously like we talked about before, like Microsoft buys um, Bethesda for, billion and then the next quarter made $9 billion in profit. Like that's if PlayStation spent or Sony spent $8 billion, they'd be negative as a, as a company for the next year. It would take them a whole year to plus to make that money back. They can't afford it. They could afford to do it, but it would hurt them. It wouldn't be worth it for them to do it. Um, you know, where Microsoft is worth like a trillion dollars. So they can do that shit. It's fine. Uh, they got more money sitting in the bank right now than what PlayStation's worth. So, yeah, um, it's just I think in playstation just got they got to look at it. they can't buy a lot of shit so they got to be smarter about what they buy so it makes sense like and stuff like I said stuff like Insomniac where they got a really great fucking deal on that I think it was like two hundred and fifty million dollars oh yeah where I think um what was it uh, was it EA I think just bought like a golf a, a mobile a, a company a video game developer that makes free to play golf games for like double that huh. I think just like a week or two ago it's like. Wait, the, so the people that just that made Ration and Clank, um, and fucking Spider Man and all that shit, they didn't make Spider Man with the games, like they're worth a you know quarter of a billion. And these people, I mean, I mean, obviously mobile games is not our thing. And I'm sure that he was doing big. I never, heard, I I can't even think of, I don't even know the name of the game now off the top of my head. But when I heard the game, I'm like I don't even know what the fuck that is. But like, they like they're worth more than fucking Insomniac. Okay, um, hmm. so I'm, I'm curious to hear about that. Well, the funny thing about this whole thing about PlayStation Studios was, the same time that PlayStation announced buying a Housemark and welcoming him to the family, um, PlayStation Japan posted that tweet. Also, with another tweet with the same graphic showing welcoming Blue Point to the family. <laughs> um, so yeah, I don't. Who knows? With that, that could have been easily just like a a fuck up. But it's like,
1: I think it's a fuck up. Uh,
0: but, I mean, that's, like, a very specific fuck-up where it wasn't, like, hey, welcome. Like, they just tagged the wrong fucking team. There was, like, a whole art graphic and everything mm-hmm. with, like, they had the PlayStation logo with the blue point. Like, somebody put the time in at PlayStation to make that logo. Yes, so, they did. I'm, are they spreading this out? Are they... I mean, there's that rumor of a state of play coming next week, which I don't believe is true, but... There's that rumor, or at least, well, there's probably going to be one. You got to assume in the next month. Uh, are they saving for that? I don't think so, because I think buying a studio is bigger than anything else you could probably do uh, outside of putting out a new console, which obviously they're not going to do. Um, so I wonder that maybe they're just spraying this out this, that a little bit, where it's like they don't want to announce, you know, like I don't like I, X, Xbox. Couple, I think it was 2019 E3, they announced they bought five studios mm. all at once, but they weren't like they weren't Bethesda. Or they weren't like on Blue Point's level. There are a lot of nice studios, like good quality studios, but they weren't. You know, they're not on the level of like a Blue Point or anything like that, or like. No, I don't. Want, I don't. Maybe Housemark. I don't know. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I think I think the, I, I think it's I think it's real, and I think I, I think they're going. I would be shocked if here in the next week or so, this time next week when we're recording, we're talking about how they officially bought Blue Point. What about you? So you are leaning more fake than real.
1: I'll be perfectly honest with you. When it comes to Blue Point, I think that uh, I think that graphic definitely had some time put into it. I definitely feel like that this was a fuck up on PlayStation of Japan because I feel like they have acquired Blue Point. They're just waiting to go through and announce this acquisition. But at that same time, it's like they're keeping it hush or something for now. But uh, yeah, <laughs> well, the cat's oh yeah, they deleted back. the <laughs> yeah they deleted
0: the tweet. So obviously, someone fucked up somewhere. But uh, yeah, I, I think it's I think it's happening um well let's let's move on here gable so there's been that we've been talking about this forever um and this is something like i mentioned a while just actually just last week or was it last week about blue box yeah blue box was last week um about like whole like how that whole thing going on with there's been the rumor that bloober team the people that made the medium and uh Blair witch project um and layers of fear fear um that they're making a um uh silent hill game okay. sorry space out there but uh, so this has been that rumor, and then I mentioned how like the guy who did the music for the Medium was also the original guy that made the music for Silent Hill. Hmm. He did an interview a few months back saying that they're gonna the next game that he's working on will be announced this summer, and it's the one you've been waiting for. And that's been going on for, it. he's been working with Bloober Team for a while. I think he worked on a couple other projects with him as well. Um, so now it's officially announced that Konami and Bloober Team have signed a new strategic cooperation agreement that will see the companies create games together. Um, so, yeah, that's something that's – uh, so they're working together on something. They're making a game together. So um, from here it says Konami said it was excited to work with Bloober Team and other highly regarded development partners to produce games from existing and new IPs. So new IPs there. Well, what, So that could be something. Uh, and then Bloober Team did say a few months back that they're working with somebody on a very popular horror IP. And that was something that, like, okay, that that kind of got the fires going a little bit more on top of that with everything else. Uh, but there was some talk that, oh, that that could mean that they're working on a. They never said a video game IP. They just said a, a horror IP, which they made a Blair Witch Project game. That could be them working. That could be making a Halloween game or something. But anyway, so coming on. I'm reading from uh, Video Game Chronicles here. Uh, they also. This is from Video Game Chronicles. Understands that Konami has already outsourced at least one other Stanley Hill project to a prominent developer in Japan, and there could even be other developers working on their own project. So a lot to unpack there. I think. Um, where so now we know Blueberry Team is officially working with Konami, doesn't say what it is. Um, and then also that somebody else is working on a Silent Hill game, and it's a prominent Japan studio, which I don't know. I mean, I don't think it's Kojima, honestly. I don't, I don't think it's Blue Box isn't a Jap- Japanese studio, I think it's like Netherlands or something. Um, maybe Austrian. Um, but uh, yeah, I don't know. Give us what's, what's your thoughts on all this.
1: Well, honestly, they've already went out of their way and stuff to, like, hint at. And, like, uh, you could pretty much grasp for straws. You can't even pretty much grasp for straws at this point. I feel like they've been dancing around it for so long. Bloober Team with the whole, like, horror IP and this and that and stuff. And then the act- and then like, the agreement, this coalition agreement between Konami and Bloober Team kind of really put into perspective that, you know, it's heavily insinuated, which I kind of feel like is leading to some elements of truth that they are working upon some form of a horror IP, and I feel like that it is Silent Hill at this point because it's like there's a lot of there's a lot of things that are aiming towards like this being like a reality. I mean, you have the original like uh, music composer and stuff like that for Silent Hill, on top of like the various things that you're getting for things that uh, some developers have said via the interviews and stuff, all this other rumbling around and stuff. As long as it's not like revealed to be a Silent Hill mobile game or a Pachinko machine, you know that that would actually be pretty. Oh, yeah. that would be pretty fucking hilarious. But uh, as far as the other thing is concerned, in regards to a predominant Japanese development studio working on the Silent Hill IP, I mean, it could honestly. There's like a handful of like companies that could be potentially working on it. I mean, yeah, the most obvious one possibly would be maybe Hideo Kojima, like. Mm-hmm. Like studio in that regards, but uh, at the same time, I mean, he's working on that whole like uh, director's cut edition of like Death Stranding and stuff, and also a supposed exclusive Xbox game, which we don't even know yeah. what that's gonna be. It's
0: gonna be, ba- it's gonna be a cloud. It's gonna be a cloud based game. Um, mm. That's all we know, and it's gonna be exclusive to Xbox. Yeah, so, I, I Xbox really, PC. I really
1: don't think it's Kojima Studio. It's not Kojima Productions, but. At uh, at that same point, it's like there are other various like uh, development teams. I feel like that could potentially do. I mean, I'm thinking about oh god, I'm trying to think of like other ones that have done horror IPs in, in that regards. You know, I mean, I can't, I can't. Really... I mean, I'm not like
0: I, I'm not like a, a top knowledge on studios in Japan. Like we, obviously, we all know the big ones, but it's like prominent. Japan developer is like, I don't. I, don't, I mean, it's, it's not Square Enix. I don't think. I don't know who would make it. At Square Enix. Well,
1: that's a publisher more so than a developer, I would think. But
0: yeah, that's true. But I'm just yeah, that wouldn't make sense to go to, from one publisher to another. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't. I mean, I I, I kind of want to look into that more and see. I, I want to read to that, see what some of the rumors or possible leaks coming out because no one's no one's really it doesn't seem like anybody's saying outright. Okay, this like these are possibilities, but that's that part stumps me because I just, I mean, it really sets it up that you think Kojima, but like I said, I don't think it's like could it, Kojima like that deal he has? Like, he just signed a letter of intent with Xbox to make an exclusive game for them, but it's not an exclusivity deal as far as he can only work with Xbox. Um, so he could technically possibly be working, but he could just be like executive producer or something that's very of this game where he just. Fucking, he read the script a couple of times, kind of shit. You know, like, see a movie, he's like, executive producer? producer, and he, like, <laughs> he, like, he fucking chipped some money in, or he showed up to the set a couple of times, and they gave him his executive producer um, role on it, or whatever. But, yeah, I don't, I, yeah, I don't, I'm stunned by, I'm stumped by that one.
1: Yeah, you and I both on that. But at the same time, at the same time, I kind of feel like that the Kojima Productions probably wouldn't be working upon that. That aspect of like a Silent Hill title, if like you have Bloober team that could potentially be doing just that, if yeah. for what it sounds like.
0: Yeah, could you? I don't see Konami and Kojima working together honestly no. without like a oh, no. without a third party in between. No. Which I mean, that was like the rumor that like unless it's the Sony thing, like that was the rumor a while back about Sony was working with him to get the rights to make a, a game and then possibly give the. Uh, that that's a Kojima to work on it and Kojima did say he was wanting to work on a horror game but also said that he wanted to focus on possibly working working on some smaller games before it jumps onto the next one so that's true maybe and that mean I don't know I'm not, maybe like I'm jumping through some hoops here to get to that point but um I don't, know. I, I, I don't think it's a Kojima thing but I'm just trying to I can't think of any other options and I'm just kind of thinking shit that uh Kojima said in the past but up. Uh, uh, moving on to our last big topic we have here. Uh, it is about Ghost So we talked about last week, about there was that rumor of a spinoff game. So there was, excuse me, a hiccup. Uh, it was semi-true. Uh, so this is from the PlayStation blog. Um, we we're happy to announce that on August 20th, we'll be releasing Ghost Director's Cut. On both PS5 and PS4 consoles, the new edition uh, comes packed not only with the original game and every piece of additional content results to date, but a brand new adventure for uh, Jin, alongside a bunch of new features that we're excited to reveal. Uh, Iki Island, which was the the name of the island that was rumored, uh, that uh, it's for if you're a history buff, which God knows Gables and I love our Japan island uh, history, <laughs> uh, but. You may know the additional that in addition to Tsushima, the neighboring island of I- Iki... Iki? Iki? I think Ikishima. I don't know. Well, it just says Iki here. I am i don't mm-hmm. know. Uh, ...was also invaded during this time period. Today, we're excited to reveal that the whole new chapter and Jin's journey is coming and will take place on Iki. Uh, in this new story, Jin travels to the island to investigate rumors of Mongols' presence, but soon he finds himself caught uh, up in events with a, with a deeply personal stakes that will force him to relive some traumatic moments from, uh, from his past um we'll have more to share on the story soon but today we can't confirm that beyond a whole new story and new characters this island new island also features tons of new content including brand new environments to explore new armor uh as well as a horse um new mini games new techniques uh, enemy types much more there are even new animals to pet which hey i'm always down for petting animals uh and also new trophies as well for for that content um and there is some PS5 exclusive content that's coming with this. Um, so obviously, this the director's cut is coming to both consoles. Um, for the PS5 only, we've heard your feedback about lack of Japanese lip sync on the original version, uh, and it's something we worked hard to address in the new release. Uh, so thanks to PS5's ability to render cinematics and real-time cutscenes, uh, Goshoshima and Iki Island on PS5 will now have, offer uh, lip sync for Japanese voiceovers. We're also happy to confirm that Koshima Legends, um, the the multiplayer mode and the new Iki uh, Island expansion will take advantage of haptic feedback and adaptive triggers. Um, there will also be enhancements to 3D audio with the uh, the headset, and then you get 4K resolution and 60 frames per second. Um, you're able to transfer your progress uh, with your save state, which is awesome because uh, there's been a lot of games lately that have had the PS the free PS5 update or Xbox Series update, mm-hmm. but you don't you have to start all over again. Um, uh, which which sucks because, uh, if I want all those, I, I don't get all those free trophies, Gables, which annoys me. Um, for the for the icky extension our uh, expansion, uh, to be able to play that, um, you have to have at least have gotten to Act Two of Goshima. um, so. Yeah, there is a time period we've already beat the game obviously not a worry uh, alongside updates um or, yeah other updates alongside the Dredge cut anyone who already owns ghost shima will be able to download a patch containing some new updates once again many of these updates uh, are directly thanks to the constant stream of feedback even providing uh, blah blah all players will receive a patch with new accessibility options for alternate control layouts blah blah, blah moving on uh i want to get to the point here um so there's some more updates coming to Ghost of Tsushima Legends, but that's going to be free of charge for everybody because the Legends was was free initially. Um, so here we go. Pre-orders and upgrades. Um, Ghost, the Director's Cut will be will come out August 20th. And it'll be, for PS5, $70. PS4, $60. No surprise there. Um, you'll be able to pre-order the, uh, on digital, on PlayStation Store or physical versions from various retailers. If you pre-order at participating retailers, you'll get a digital... Uh, mini soundtrack. I'm still not finding the point. I wanted to... Okay, here it is. If you already own Ghost of on PS4, uh, you can you can pre-order and upgrade to Director's Cut on PS4 for $20. This upgrade will become available on August 20th. Uh, starting August 20th, if you bought uh, Director's Cut for PS4, you'll be able to upgrade to the PS5 version for, for $10. Um, you can also up, uh, upgrade directly from the PS4 version um, to for $30. So... Gables. If you want to play, there's a lot to unpack here. Yes. Um, basically, to, to make a little more sense with that last part, if if you already own the P, the copy on P, if you already bought Ghost of Shima on PS4 and you still currently have a PS4, but you want the director's cut, you have to pay an additional twenty dollars for the upgrade. If you if you own it on PS4 but want to get just the PS5 version, it's it's an additional ten dollars. But if you want that and you want the ps5 version as long as as well with the director's cut which is the expansion and everything else it is 30 um so yeah um a lot to unpack there i mean i don't know how you want to go go about this one gables overall just kind of you want to break it down however you want what's your overall thoughts on the expansion uh the 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 price point and all that what's what's your thoughts on everything so far
1: From what it sounds like from the expansion this would have been better off selling it as like an individual sort of experience in and of itself to be perfectly honest with you from what it sounds like it's like a meaty it's a meaty expansion you're talking about like diff, a lot of different story elements and stuff a separate story from the main content of the game which takes place after act one then you have like the different skills, different this and that, you know. I mean, all the other stuff between the Japanese lip syncing and the haptic feedback—that's standard. That should that it, I don't care about that. That should be automatically inside. Of this no, stuff but of I the mean, game, I'm, personally, they need to
0: cover it at least. Yes, though, they did cover part. it. Because then we'd be asking, yeah,
1: yeah. I think I think Andrew Golfar did a good job in terms of like structuring how he wrote that article. Fuck yeah, man! But, but at Goldfarb, that man. time, I'll catch
0: but, a Pokemon up in Seattle and shit. Sorry, go on.
1: <laughs> but. Uh, Yeah, but uh, constructing, like deconstructing what has been already shared right here, it's like if you're someone that has yet to purchase Ghost of Tsushima and you have like a PS5, obviously you're going to wait and wait for August and stuff and get the $70 thing and you're going to have everything right then and there and stuff. But you know what? $70 for a game that has been out for over a year now. On top of that, you have. Not even a year. Not even a year. Yes, that's true. It's not even a year. Hell, August. At that point, it's going to be at least over a year because I think Ghost of Tsushima released July of last year, in my honest
0: July 17th? Yeah,
1: July 17th like of last year. So, that quick of a turnaround right there. You have $70 for this full game, right, for PS5. I mean, that's good for someone that's probably never played it before.
0: Yeah. But
1: uh, for someone that's playing the game on the PS4 or, you know, has the PS4 copy like you and I pretty much do or maybe had at one point, we have to pay an additional $30 just to upgrade it to the PS5 version, and on top of that, freaking get the director's well, cut, right?
0: we have to pay $10 just to upgrade to PS5. Oh. And then then you got to – or either you pay – if you just want the PS5 version, you pay $10 to upgrade. Mm-hmm. If you want the director's cut, which has everything, it's
1: $30. Okay, so let me get this straight. So I'm paying $10 to upgrade to PS5, and on top of that, an mm-hmm. additional 30 for the director's cut.
0: No, 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 no. Just either $10. Or thirty.
1: Okay, so either or, quintessentially. Mm. Yeah, like I've stated before, man, it's like it pretty much kind of screws a lot of us that have actually went through and uh spent the money first and foremost back when it first released because we paid sixty dollars for this game new when it first released. I paid eighty. Or yeah, Tyler's case, you paid a little bit more and stuff because you wanted to get a little bit more of like uh, this. You know, the content and stuff, like a special, mm-hmm. like a limited, limited edition type of stuff.
0: I want the special horse that they fucking killed <laughs> in act two.
1: <laughs> but.
0: Spoiler alert, sorry.
1: But in that case and scenario and stuff, it's like we paid 60 to $80 for our copies. And now we're going to be dishing out an additional $90, like $30 more. That makes it $90 in and of itself total. 110 Yeah, 110 for you. <laughs> And what's kind of funny about that, it's like when you have like PS4 to PS5 upgrades, like the particular things, it's like there are some, you didn't even have to pay a fee at all or upgrade it to that version of it. I mean, the specific game, specific companies have handled it a little bit more eloquently. For Sony, for their first party content for this game, it feels more greedy, if anything else. And obviously it feels a little bit more of burning what fan burning pretty much a lot of the goodwill that was for this game too and i feel that way because even though sony can charge whatever the hell they want for this content i mean hell that's more to it and all than them from what it sounds like to me personally this game should have taken the approach like a miles morales or like even like another it's like sony first party game be its own separate sort of thing that they could have just charged like 30 or 40 bucks for, you know, and just buy the expansion or something for like say a $20 thing on PSN. I mean, that's what it felt like to me reading that article, but without having seen the actual Ikishima type of expansion, yeah. But I'll tell you what, man. I mean, it's it's bullshit the way they've actually micromanaged it to that extent to where it almost feels like you need to buy the full on PS5 version at freaking physically at retail and stuff to actually just get the whole complete thing for that. But if you've played it on PS4 before, at least, yeah, you'll be able to save, transfer your save data and stuff to the PS5 version. But paying $10 to upgrade to the PS5 version and stuff, and then like an additional 20 for like the expansion for, you know. And, you know, you know, it just feels greedy. It feels like it should be much more, it feels like it's more complicated than it should be. And that's what it kind of feels in that, at retrospect, in my honest opinion. What are your thoughts about yeah. this, Tyler?
0: Oh, boy. Okay. Next to this, cable's on our show notes, I have Tyler Rant next to it. So um, before I get into the rant, um, I am all for, like, I am totally pumped to have more content for Goshima. It was overall our game of the year for last year. Absolutely. Uh, for, 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 drunk dash nerds uh, it was a 2020 game of the year um combined it wasn't like our individual it was neither one of ours individual game of the year but it was our combined because we're laying on both of our, uh, our top 10 list anyways um i'm totally on board for more content i've had that inkling to go back because I, I didn't do all the camps do all the side stuff but i had a lot of fun with that and i wanted to go back I, it's kind of burned out all the time but i always want to go back i'm like oh you know i'm just thinking i the spin off when the, sp- the spin off happens that's going to kind of scratch that edge for me. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I like it. I'm not complaining about paying for more content. I want to get that out right away because mm-hmm. for some reason, people have a fucking problem when I say that to them. So I, I made a mistake, cables. Okay. And I talk about it all the time on the with the internet. I don't read the comments. I don't read the comments. And this is the problem I had when I, cause I officially heard the new, when I originally heard this cause my job, I don't i have, I, I basically internet blackout all day. Um, and I, I heard on a couple of podcasts of like the people talk about and praising, oh, and then like defending the whole $10 thing and like all that. And I'm just like, what the fuck, what the, and I saw the people on, on Twitter kind of going about it and there's a couple of groups I'm in on, on, uh, Facebook and uh stuff like that. And everybody was just like defending this, the the 10 like the, the whole thing, oh you're getting more content and blah blah and it's 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 not free word, whatever. And I'm just like, you motherfuckers, you motherfuckers. Th- this is what really grinds my gears about this whole fucking thing, Gables. Is that last year when we were going into the new generation and we kept hearing about smart delivery from mm-hmm. Xbox and hearing about all these studios, even fucking EA yep. was giving us free next gen upgrades, and all that shit. We were praising them for doing it, for giving us free up gen, not not charging us for bullshit. We all said it was bullshit last gen when Battlefield when uh, EA was charging us ten dollars to upgrade from three hundred and sixty to PS or to Xbox One, or fucking Madden, everything. Right. We all bitched about it. We bought it. I was bought it, but we bitched about it. And that's I am not saying vote with your wallet kind of shit. It's $10 here. I understand it's $10, but it's like at least bitch about it a little bit on the way there. You know, we bitch about the price at the high, at when we go to, when we go to grocery shopping, but we still go out and buy the shit. You know, I don't understand groceries is need and video games is not a need, but you don't understand. You understand what I'm saying? We all bitch about the price that the milk is more expensive is doubled in price the last 10 years, but we still buy it anyways. Um, my point was my what was frustrating about this was like everybody was like defending this move, and I'm like, there was people just last month giving Activision shit for charging $10 to upgrade the Tony Hawk Pro Skater remaster, absolutely uh, remake. Just last fucking month, we bitched like people. These same people were were bitching about Control charging for the next gen upgrade.
1: Absolutely, they were bitching
0: about. Fucking um, uh, Call of Duty charging for an extra... You had to buy the... The, That's the Crush Gen version. There were, and there's a NBA 2K charging you an extra $40 if you wanted the upgrade. There's, there's, more, uh, there's more of those. But these same people that were bitching about this, and not, I should say, but at least like saying, hey, this is fucked up. You know, like not saying bitching, but saying, hey, calling it out for... It's fucked up. It's greedy. It's kind of bullshit. And I'm not... And I, I, here's my... If I, I I'm so sick of this fucking word. It's the most inner annoying word in the internet language. And it needs to be banned. Entitlement. Entitled whatever. I am so sick. That is like the laziest fucking argument for anything. And there is definitely cases of entitlement being an issue at some point. But I feel like it's like the new it's like it's it's like throwing out Like when you're like having a political argument with somebody, even when you're left yourself and you have a discussion with somebody that's farther left than you and you disagree with something on the left and they call you fucking racist or when you're on the right and you're slightly less right than that guy and you called you a libtard, it's that shit. It's like, just because I don't 100% agree with you doesn't mean I disagree with you or like where I am like completely opposite side. You know, it's, it's, Ah, oh, God, I hate it. It's just like the lazy, like, I don't really want to have this. I'm not, I don't even want you I'm not bothering having this discussion with you. And it's like, or you don't want to, like, at least see, like, the hypocrisy here. where it's like, we call out bullshit. I'm not saying don't buy the shit. Like, I'm annoyed and agitated that Advance Wars is 60 $60. I'm gonna bitch about it, but I'm gonna fucking buy it. I'm annoying Nadesh that WarioWare is fifty dollars, but I'm gonna fucking buy it. But I'm at least gonna call it out in that bullshit that it's not. It shouldn't be fifty dollars. Just like Skyward Sword. I'm not saying don't buy the shit, but at least say hey, it's fucked up. But it's Nintendo, and we're all gonna do it. Whatever. It just I'm not not saying, but like I just people defending it is what bothers me about this thing. And I'm not even like it's ten dollars. I fucking know it's ten dollars, but there is a standard that's been set. This is my argument, like this, where the entitlement thing kind of loses its argument or loses its steam. Where a standard has been set the last year plus, where we just, when you buy a game that came out a fucking in 2020 or even in 2019 in some cases, if you just, if it just came out then, we just give you the upgrade for free. And when we don't, we get a little bit of backlash for it. Madden got a little bit of backlash when they said that uh, FIFA and Madden will only be free upgrades for like six months, I think. And then we all said, hey, that's fucked up. And not even, it wasn't even a big one. It's like, hey, that's kind of fucked up. And like, oh, you know what, you're right. We're just going to extend it out until the new Madden comes out. And then they did 12 months. And then we all said, okay, cool, that's fine. And whatever. I think they even went on beyond that and they just announced free. I'm not even sure about that. But I know it's at least until Madden 22 comes out in August. Anyways, so I just, here's my thing. I don't have a problem with a $30 version. I have a problem with a $10 upgrade. I like I said myself. I bought. I'm. I was your heart. Like, I feel the most like I am one of the more fucked over people because I bought the digital deluxe version of it, the eighty dollar edition. That's how excited and how supportive I was of this fucking game. I bought the most expensive version you could buy. I didn't even get. A, I I bought the digital version, so I have no physical, actual thing in my hand. I, there's no resale value of that. I can't return it to PlayStation because of their fucking refund policy. I can't do anything with it. It's just on a thing until they decide to shut it off one day. And then I no longer have access to mm. it. And that that's fine. I accept that, but I paid the most you can pay for the least back as far as not having any physical content in my hand. And I understand I made that. I made that decision. But like I said, I paid the most of anybody and then you're going to charge me another $10 just to get the fucking four K 60 version of that. And then here's my, okay, I, I'm, I'm all over the place on this one what really irritated me a lot was seeing all that shit and I'm like, the hypocrisy of that where like, I get it. Like, we're like, we all have a little bit of fanboys about shit, but I, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I'm a fanboy of the Green Bay Packers, the Iowa Hawkeyes, the Detroit Pistons, the fucking Kojima. Like I, there's a little bit of fanboy in me about Nintendo, but even though I bitch most about Nintendo, I'm still a fanboy of them. The PlayStation, I've lean PlayStation. Like, that is things I don't hide, but I, I'm open to that and I tell people that when I talk about shit. It's like, hey, I lean this direction, but I still feel like you should point, like there's nothing wrong with leaning that way or being a fans of those things. Like we are fans of shit. There's nothing wrong with that, but at least call the bullshit out when you see it. That's what, that's my thing. And then I saw this one guy on a Facebook group. I mean, it's not talking shit. I just want to point that. It's another one. And he's like, kind of pulled He didn't really go on a rant, but he just said like, I have he he pointed in there. He's like, I have zero issues with the thir- with the thirty dollar thing. I think it's kind of fucked up to pay the ten dollar thing. And everybody just fucking. Re- I I read the comments, cables. I read the fucking comments, and it was just the re- it was like a hundred comments at the same fucking post. Well, I they're not working for peanuts. It, you're getting more than just the fucking. Uh, you're getting more than just an upgrade. You're getting all this extra content. They're a multi-billion-dollar
1: company, for God's sake. Yeah,
0: I mean, here's my thing. I have no, I understand you're getting expansion. That's mm-hmm. fine. My point was like, but he said in the fucking thing, the original post was, I think the $10 part's fucked up. He said, he's totally understands the $30 thing. He's probably going to buy it himself. Yep. And, uh, and it was just uh, it was a repeat of the whole thing. And I rebuttal back to some people. And it was like, a, it was the same thing. And I ended up like comment back, like I would s- basically in written form, less characters, obviously more concise. I would say, my my rebuttal back to these people some of these people about he said in there he's fine with these like i said he's fine with the 30 he just thinks he's a little fucked up with the 10 it's like this is this is not entitlement there's a standard and we've all including people on certain podcasts who have condemned and also said hey that's awesome when other people give us free upgrades for shit that we've already paid for instead of charging us again now they're praising and defending it. They're giving and it a pass. And that's all it is.
1: That's exactly yeah. what they're doing. Basically, they're hypocrites. people are giving
0: it a pass. Yeah. And, and that we're all hypocrites about shit. I get that. But I just, I'm like, why is it as soon as it's PlayStation? And I understand this particular group is a PlayStation leaning group. But I just, like, there's a point. It was like, just fucking call it out. And then I got called a fucking goddamn Xbox. Not an Xbox, but a, a fucking, a, basically an a Xbox or a Nintendo fanboy. Some people, one person commented Xbox, one person commented Nintendo. There was that. I'm like, wh- and then I, I end up messaging the guy. I'm like, I think we should just both tap out on this thing because it's just like a repeat of like basically the same comment over and over again. And then when you rebuttal, nobody either, either they don't respond back to you or they just call you a fucking fanboy
1: of another thing. Sometimes so, or it's a not, hater. sometimes it's not even worth arguing with people. I know. <laughs> and I
0: broke my cardinal rule. Like I, I've defended the way I, I'm, I'm really good about the way you social media, where I don't get into the dark shit of social media about politics or shit like this. I usually avoid it. Um, and this time I couldn't, I just, cause I was just like, I wanted to, I, cause I was like kind of stunned by this wasn't just one podcast. This is multiple podcasts, multiple podcasters, people I saw on Twitter that are podcasters, blah, blah. blah. And I was like, I just kind of want to see what the fan base is saying about this. And, and it was just like, I can't believe... It was basically just regurgitating what the what the podcasters were saying. And then there was obviously the people that were saying, oh, these guys are just PlayStation Shields, which I don't think is true, but, you know, it's, I don't know. It's, it's fucking it's stupid. Well, I'll be perfectly you know, honest stuff. with you. <laughs> Why are we on the internet?
1: I'll be perfectly honest, Tyler. It's like, if people want to feel that way, they're going to feel that way regardless. They're not going to listen to any type of rhyme or reason. They're going to go through and follow what they feel is going to go and suit their own needs and their personal agendas. Where In this case and scenario, it's like, you and I both agree, and so this ten dollar thing for like upgrading for a PS4 to a PS5 version with the whole 4K and everything—that should have been standard with the Ghost of Tsushima stuff. Stuff, in my honest opinion, yeah. I don't care if I am going to be paying for that damn expansion. I'm going to keep you first and foremost and stuff. It's-
0: oh yeah, no, I'm yeah. going to buy it too, but I'm going to bitch about. It. I'm to saying yeah. I'm bitching all the way the goddamn bank about exactly. it. That's my thing. And here's, here's the way I, I summed it up in the in the thing, and like a lot of people that were against me and. So people, it wasn't like it wasn't just like two of us that were agreeing. There was more than that, that were like logically agreeing yeah. and not being douchebags. But it was like my my like my I my summed it up in the in the at the end of the group. I'm like, I feel like this whole thing could have been avoided if they just charged us thirty dollars for the expansion and cut out the ten dollars. Exactly.
1: Thing.
0: This would be a non-issue. This would be we a would, non-issue. Be, Nobody would have. We gave would a shit. be praising this. We'd be praising yeah, it. Hey,
1: we'd, thirty dollars for the expansion. Hey, that's fine.
0: yeah Uh, yeah and it's like then um, i'm hearing people like oh man give us the fucking last of us director's I'm like fuck you (laughs) fuck you Uh, no that's bullshit
1: you know what's uh, funny even before this ikashima announcement over at brick and mortar retailers including my own like local walmart and stuff they actually have both of those games discounted for sale 40 dollars for it goes to tsushima 30 for the last of us part two both of them have been heavily rumored to have their freaking remastered, not a free remasters, but like 4K Charter's character's cut. cuts and stuff like that. One of the two has pretty much been announced this past week and stuff like that to definitely some bit of controversy in terms of how things are going with uh, how they're transitioning from PS4 to PS5 versions and having an extra $10 on top, you know, of this yeah. whole pie and stuff. But let's just be perfectly honest and call it is what it is and stuff. It's an extra... It's an extra grab for, like, a money grub thing by Sony's part. You can't go through and honestly say it's like you have condemned certain developers or some in the past or something like that in terms of charging from a PS4 to the PS5 version and all of a sudden go and defend one company and stuff like that because you happen to like their game or happen to like a lot of their content in that regards. And that's not being... Bias towards one company or multiple different types of things. This doesn't mean you're a fanboy. It means you're a logical human being. If you don't feel like that, it's right to pay an extra thing that you should have in terms of features from day fucking one.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I do want to point out as I'm, I'm yelling and ranting about PlayStation, as I have a, a Zelda light in my background. <laughs> uh, I I'm not a, I have, there's a Microsoft one next to it, but that doesn't help my argument. But up here. Above my computer, I have a PlayStation light that uses the fucking night light. So I want to point that out. PlayStation keeps me safe at night. So when I walk to the bathroom, I'm not scared. <laughs> um... <laughs> All oh right. my gosh. Let's get the fuck. Well, let's move on here. So we have our quick hitters here I want to just touch on. Uh, so uh, Kazuya is officially out now yeah, for. Yeah. Uh, I'm saying that right. Kazuya, right? Yeah, Kazuya. Kazuya, okay, thank you. Uh, is officially out now on uh, Smash Ultimate. Um, if you have the, the challenges pack, he's free. If it's $6, otherwise, uh, but, or not free for the, if you have the, the pack, but if you've already paid for it, it's out now, uh, for the me fighters or costumes, they have devil may cries Dante. They have elder scrolls, dragonborn Tales of Symphonia Lloyd, which I audibly set out. Is that fucking Lloyd? <laughs> uh, so, and then, uh, Shantae from Shante is, is in the game as well uh, for me fighters. So, uh, I haven't, I haven't played her yet. or played him yet. Um, but um, I'm actually kinda tempted to buy fucking Lloyd because uh, I'm, I'm, you know, I, I was a big fan of Tales of the up. But, um, yeah, I mean, I, have you got a chance to play, to play him or are you uh, curious about buying any of these the costumes? I'll be perfectly
1: honest with you, man. I'm waiting until the last character to be unveiled before I even try to get Fighters Pass 2. I've done the exact... Oh, haven't bought it yet? Okay. I haven't bought it yet. Honestly, I've done it like the same thing that I've done with other fighting games, including like Street Fighter V and whatsoever. Tekken 7 is another good example where I've waited until the entirety of the season pass thing so i know what characters i'm getting what stages i'm getting and this and that because he looks fucking fantastic dude he looks like he's gonna be an overpowered character for like uh the competitive scene from the onset from what sakurai was going through in depth he's definitely the character that has some of the most moves in regards of any other fighter because a lot of his moves you know how like some Smash characters use like like four different directions in that regard to their attacks and stuff. This dude could go like eight yeah. different directions <laughs> based upon his like, well, his Tekken lineage in that regard. You know, I mean, I really do love a lot of the elements inside of Kazuya because it's like you have a lot of his uh, signature moves, is, like his twin piston attack and stuff like that, and all of a sudden that sort of like that Mishima sort of like spin kick that he does and this and that. But what was also interesting about it is like they added like thirty nine tracks to kazuya's like yeah aw- it was awesome because you got incredible you got, like fucking tracks from like tekken 3 you even got the yodeling thing from like tekken 6 and i'm like thinking to myself it's like oh my god as soon as i hear that freaking song i think of tekken 6 because when i played that on 360 it's like that song that was the stage i practiced on and stuff like that and you basically get yeah, take what, out sheep
0: <laughs> what's incredible i think they said that um there's over... I think there's like 1,080-something tracks now in Smash Ultimate. So there's a good chance when this is all done done over with, there's going to be over 1,100 tracks in this game.
1: Absolutely. Which is
0: insane. insane. It is.
1: Like, like freaking Sakurai said, this is his life's work. This game is yeah. pretty much his life's work. This is the culmination of all the experience that he's done. So having... All these characters from different fighting game franchises, different, like, IPs across multiple companies, multiple characters clashing on one things. Hell, here's a good case and example. Inside of his demonstration things, he had a match where he composed a team, like a 5v5 team of, like, guys like Ryu, Ken, Terry Bogard, fucking, like, uh, oh, God, Kazuya, obviously, and stuff, and, like, even, like, guys like Captain Falcon and all this other shit, you know? All these, all these fighting game... Like, like popular fighting game characters or mainstays and stuff. Just see, like Kazuya and stuff face off against like Sephiroth or Cloud Strife or something, and like, it's just all these pipe dreams that you would have thought of, like if you were a teenager and stuff back in the day. Because you know what, we've all had that situation or that one like story or argument and stuff. Like, okay, well, who would win in a fight with like such and such character from like Final Fantasy with Sephiroth or with like Simon Belmont from Castlevania? You know, it's like it's like those type of like playground sort of conversations or like talks you'd have I was friends. more of a
0: Predator versus a Teenage Mutant and Turtles kind of guy uh-huh. yeah, I guess.
1: well you know what you know given enough ideas and something, I, I wouldn't be surprised if that would have happened you know WB. Ultimate 2 Ultimate Make 2 Jesus oh but uh, dude Kazia does look pretty damn good the stage in of itself it's like a destructible sort of environment I do like that inside of uh, some of the arcade mode and stuff, you have Hihachi that's like sitting inside the inside of his dojo, inside the corner and stuff. And they'll he'll actually stand and acknowledge if ever somebody gets like knocked someone out for a KO. Just <laughs> <laughs> little e- this little details upon that, including that little, uh, that little like, uh, this little like uh, indentation or something on Hihachi's stage, like that. Hihachi's like uh, the Mishima dojo and stuff. Mm. that's a reference to Tekken 7 because that's like a thing that both him and his wife and stuff like that that's the signature that they've made upon that dojo and stuff because the whole thing about like Kazuya and here's the thing about it it's like Sakurai went the details about the guy's lineage in terms of the story from the previous like uh, Tekken games in that series and on top of all the tracks that were introduced through the multiple different games in that series fairly fairly like detailed in terms of like in the competitive aspects of, okay, this is, this is how he's going to play like a, a, Tekken character, you know, and he goes into detail, this, that, this, and that. But, uh, he even went through a minute that uh, he, when they straight up, like, they ported like his Tekken style inside there, he actually felt like incredibly weak. <laughs> Cause, uh, mm. like how slow and methodical and stuff. So they had to, they actually had to speed him up and give him like super armor in regards to some moves, especially during like one of those, uh, especially during like one of those, like, uh, I think it's, like, uh, one of his smash attacks or something where he gets super armor as, like, a uh, devil, like, uh, like Kazuma and stuff like that. Which, uh, yeah, you have, like, aspects of that where he has, like, super armor in some moves. He has, like, all sorts of various, like, abusable sort of things. He looks fun to play. He looks like something... He looks like something almost reminiscent to how people were kind of raving about how Bayonetta was first introduced before subsequently kind of hating on anybody who would play her competitively because of how broken it got in the Wii U's Smash Brothers scene. But uh, I'm already seeing people like just using Kazuya online and like tr- like through YouTube oh, yeah. videos and stuff, and they're having like a fucking blast. I mean, the one person I like following, I love keeping track of Maximilian dude. I mean, he's doing this whole like late, like this whole. Like a legacy thing for like uh, Kazuya Mishima and like all this other shit so it's like I'm fairly happy that uh, the reveal of like Kazuma and stuff has actually looked fairly good and like a lot of good stuff you know. I'll play him eventually but then again it's like I'm waiting for Fighter Pass 2 to finish up. That last character will release by the end of this year from what uh, Sakurai said. He also
0: also confirmed it will be the last character for Ultimate. Um, would, the, would the sequel to Ultimate be Ultimatum? <laughs> I don't. I, I'm just. I don't know. I, I, I'm trying to think what that would be. But uh, yeah, I mean, it's a little bitters- bittersweet. We're down to the last one. The best prediction I've heard so far that sounds awesome, but also realistic, and would be the perfect way to wrap up the, the biggest fighting game ever: Scorpion and Sub Zero. <laughs> and that really and makes sense. It's it's the one. Big fighting game that's not in Smash.
1: That's fairly true. Mortal Kombat has never been inside of a Smash game.
0: Yeah, I mean, there's, I mean, there's, I know there's other popular fighting games, but like, as far as like what the lineage that we've seen of like a Tekken and shit like that, like nobody, uh, nobody like that's still around and still popular today. I know right? Outside of Mortal Kombat, that one I think, that, I think that'd be awesome.
1: Big franchise that's totally like the big elephant in the room and stuff that people have known about you know i mean having a mortal kombat character would make sense another third party character from another company like say like a a master chief or even like maybe a crash bandicoot may actually be in that regards but i feel like it's something it's something incredibly special because this is going to be something that it's going to be the last character that he's going to unveil for this game that's like his life's work this has got to be a big character reveal. If you know, if like anything's to be like believed and stuff, this it could potentially be a Nintendo first party character. You don't know.
0: It'll be the female version of, 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 Chr- of
1: Oh, God, well, there's... no female version of Chrono. <laughs> oh no, that's, that's yeah.
0: Was like I, I know what. I'd almost respect it if they just the last character in the greatest fighting game ever. Was just another final character <laughs> or just another one. I would, yeah. I'd, I'd almost, yeah, we're not, I would, we'd all. all in the moment it'd be fucking awesome. I think down the line would be pissed, but in, at the moment it'd be like, you know what? That yeah, okay, you that's perfect. That's good. That's good. <laughs> um, but moving on to our last quick here though. Uh, control and 505 games are remedy uh, 505 games have teamed up together and signed another deal that they are working on continue working on control. Um, they're they're working on a multiplayer game that's gonna be four player uh, PVE. Um, no, it's going back to the old house. No idea what the fuck that's gonna be. If it's gonna be like a, um, a Back for Blood style thing or, um, or what that means. And there's also another thing in there that there, there's a there is an additional, uh, control game that'll be in the works. But no idea if that's a sequel or what that's gonna be. But I have zero. I don't who the f- there's too many goddamn multiplayer games already out. We don't need another one. Um, why tack on and uh, make a whole other game of, a, of something that's not actually a fucking... Uh, I understand you want to keep the Control franchise alive. I, I understand that. I would love a sequel for Control. Um, I really would, but I know uh, uh, Remedy is very busy. They, they have an exclusivity deal with Epic. They are making the, the um, Alan Wake remaster for the Epic store and working on Alan Wake 2 right now. They have like four or five projects. They have Crossfire X, which is the Xbox exclusive game that's coming. Mm-hmm. Uh, they have like four or five games in development right now. Uh, so who the fuck knows when this is going to happen? But uh, I mean, Control would have been my game of the year last year if it hadn't had all the technical issues when at launch. But I know they fixed it. A couple months later it was fixed, but playing it at launch was not good. But um, yeah, I'm, I, I just... Fuck. I hope we get Control. If we had to get a shitty Control multiplayer game... To get, the, to, uh, to get to control 2, I'll, I'll live with it. I'll eat that shit. Not that I'm gonna play it, but the fact that we're just wasting everybody's time with that. Um, but yeah, moving on though, Gables, um, to what we've been playing. So mm-hmm. you've been mentioned that you've been playing uh, a little bit more uh, Mario Golf Super Rush. Yes. you just kind of that, you're in that bridge state where you just you're kind of feeling time until the next big thing is going on. I'm curious what you know on top as you've had another week with Mario Golf and then. Uh, anything else you've been jumping into? All
1: right, so yes, like Tyler just stated, and what I also referenced at the beginning of the show, I have been playing substantially more Mario Golf Super Rush. On top of that, I still remain that this is definitely one of those bridged games that you would play in the middle between big releases. I feel like Mario Golf Super Rush is a good game. I feel like that it could be improved a little bit more if it had more extra modes in that regards. Even like even like something as like classic, like a ring shot mode, where you could have, like, like uh how in the original Mario Golf 64, how you could do like a ring shot mode and stuff that would lead to potentially like unlocking different characters or even like unlocking different courses in that regards. I feel like the selection of courses, like in general, I feel is fine in what they went through and initially had, but I really feel like that they need to add some more courses to kind of flesh out a little bit more of like a feeling to it. Because from what I've played so far, I've really liked. I've really liked like the... Uh, the desert course that I had been going through, this whole like dusty dunes, I think it's called. That course, I feel like it's pretty fun in that regards because you're 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 going like uh, you're pretty much trying to navigate around Pokies, or you could actually go through and hit through Pokies <laughs> for the golf ball and stuff. It's kind of
0: do they poke back?
1: Well, honestly, they you don't know, poke back. They just kind of like scatter everywhere as soon as you hit up with a golf ball and stuff. It's kind of funny in that regards, but um, I've played more of the single player I'm actually crossed the 40s now in terms of my characters like style I got 3 out of 6 medals quintessentially I'm going to be aiming towards the silver badge pretty soon but I feel like the first party like the first single player mode this RPG golf RPG and stuff I think it's fine it's basic in that regard it's it's not a bad thing but at the same time it's clear cut what the beginning middle and end sequence is going to be but at the same point, I still remain like confident in saying the game does a good job in terms of introducing you, in terms of like the the rules, and also emphasizes that you need to practice certain bits of the the fundamentals and stuff like that to get better at the game in and of itself. Now, granted, if you are a previous fan in terms of the Mario Golf games, you know what you're doing and you're fairly consistent about what that stuff is. You could probably you could pretty much skip a lot of like the like the little like side missions here and there and stuff me personally i'm a little bit rusty with mario golf haven't played one really since the gate that 3ds version of it way back when so just going through a lot of side things working on my putting working on my approach work working on like a lot of like uh, working with uh, the wind elements and stuff how to navigate around that but trying out some of the different type of functionalities with some of the the clubs like there are certain variations in uh, terms of, say, specific golf clubs will so have a certain ability attached onto them. Like, for example, you you gain access to, like, this, uh, I think it's like a three wood that allow you to hit, like, a low trajectory shot. and allow you to skip across water, <laughs> pretty much. Oh, yeah. So, okay. once you hit the ball and stuff, it'll go across the water, right? The water hazard, but it'll start to skip, like, a rock and stuff throughout there on the other side. I thought that was cool in the way that was presented. But you'll also have, like, other, like, you'll have other have other type of gimmick on a golf club. So, like, for example, I have this nine iron, right, that it's kind of like a crazy kind of curved sort of golf club. But its whole gimmick and stuff is that if you're either left or right-handed, it'll curve, like, either as a fade or a draw shot and stuff, depending upon how you, how, like, you hand, it's pretty much if you're, like, a regular or, like, a right or lefty in terms of, like, uh, holding the golf club which i thought that's that's all right and stuff <clears throat> but then you'll have some golf clubs that'll like like speed four like a bullet bill in that regards and more emphasis on speed but uh yeah there are plenty of chances we're gonna accumulate a lot of funds and stuff to actually just buy out the entirety of like the the shop in that regards So there are a couple things that I have bought from the get-go. Like, there's some permanent items and stuff that allow you to scope the terrain and actually see how far of a distance that you had to go through with certain shots. Why that was locked behind a shotkeeper type of thing in-game is... I don't know, understand why. But at the same time... At the same time and stuff, I got that out of the way. It did make some aspects pretty easy, but I really haven't used too much of it, to be perfectly honest with you. Because... Because... The emphasis upon using things like speed golf or cross-country golf in some aspects and stuff. Because you have a time limit in some parts for, like, say a two-minute lim- two time limit and stuff, it really forces you to think on your toes. And instead of a game of golf, I understand it's the gimmick a speed golf in order to try to see if you can complete a certain amount of things, like in a specific amount of time. But instead of that time, this is how I've been making my most mistakes playing this game. And the reason why I feel like I've been playing less in terms of quality, in terms of games that I've put into it in the speed golf portion, is because when I play golf games in the past, I do take my time and I go through and I have gotten better shots in regards to, I think, methodically. Because golf is a thinking man sport essentially. because mm-hmm. you have to mm-hmm. think about the trajectory of how the wind's going to blow, or what type of club you're going to use in terms of like how you're going to approach, how you're going to use it for like uh, do it like a drive, or how you're going to get yourself out of a bunker and stuff onto the green and stuff without you know quintessentially hitting it up maybe like up maybe uh, not even a few yards or something, and it just rolling back down to the start point. You know, it's like there's a lot of strategy and a lot of thinking you have to do, but in regards to the whole speed golf gimmick and stuff like that, you're not really thinking about like the methodical way of how you're gonna get your shot, how good you're gonna make your shot. You're thinking about how you're gonna get to the hole and stuff and like make it and like just pretty much like uh, finish the hole as quickly as possible without putting too much thought into it. You know? In some aspects, yeah, I can understand. They wanna curve they want to make the aspect of a the golf game more accessible because they wanna just kinda have it snappy and stuff like that. Like, oh, you know what? We're gonna do this, 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 and that, and stuff to help you help it feel more fun, much more fluid, and stuff like that. But at the same time, they're taking away a lot of the skill element involved inside of it. Because if you go forth in the game of golf and you're not thinking about how well you're gonna be able to do a shot, because you're so like uh, you're so concerned that you need to finish this one hole within less than two minutes. On top of you having to run from the T all the way going through to that, not taking in a large part where you'll hit some ha- you'll hit some hazards and stuff where you're probably going to be rolled like rolled over by an enemy or you're probably going to be hit by like uh, a couple of the CPU competitors or some or people that you're playing playing with and stuff like that. That makes it a little bit more frustrating in that regards. But I have found the most one of the more frustrating things about speed golf's element is like. You'll go through, you'll have the little bar and stuff. If you've been paying attention to, like, the speed and the stamina meter on your character and stuff, you can easily go through and max it out. But I felt that more or less the speed golf in some respects have become sort of like a overused sort of gimmick inside of the game. Because getting close to about halfway through this thing, I'm getting kind of tired of, like, having to hold down the L button completely just uh, getting rid of my uh, my meter entirely, only to hit like another heart, like maybe increase it like almost like a little bit over halfway. Do the same thing again, collect coins so I can get a super shot and stuff like that. And then say the super shot or whatever. You know, it's it's a form. It's pretty much a formula of what you're going to be able to do. Okay, if this is going to happen, then this, then that, then this. It's fairly predictable, and it does get progressively repetitive. The only thing that doesn't make it really repetitive in some aspects is that you're pretty much going from one course to the other course you don't spend too long on like one course to make it feel boring and monotonous but at the same time i told you that i'm already over halfway through this game i've experimented with uh, the regular games of golf which they have that for first and foremost like on their solo player sort of mode i haven't delved inside of every feature in regards to what this game has to offer i wish there was more content that was pretty available to make it a little bit more like interesting in some retrospects. But at the same time <clears throat> I do like a con the content that is there now. I mean sure, they probably will add more courses and more characters, like, down the line, which they have with other Mario Sports games before. But at this moment in time and stuff, so this is definitely a game that I would try I would suggest people playing on the Switch if one you have A group of friends and stuff that you'll want to play this game online with that are pretty much heavily heavy fans of Mario Golf and want to go through, or maybe you want to buy this one game or something to play like at a party or whatsoever, and just have like a bunch of fun, maybe like a drinking game or whatsoever. But I would definitely wait for a sale for Mario Golf Super Rush. It is a good game, but I feel like if you have your eyes set on a specific release coming towards like either this month or there's a specific game on the market now that you really want to play now play that before playing Mario Golf Super Rush because while the game is good it definitely is one of those games you need to wait on for a sale hmm. but in other games I played a little bit more Akaze and the Wild Masks that gameplay is tight I played a little bit more this morning before going off Tweet. to work sure I'm not past the first, the first world yet I've been taking my time a bit of this game but from what I'm playing, things are solid. The collectibles are fun to collect. It has that same sort of feel that I like from Donkey Kong Country, the series that it pretty much pretty much goes through and pays homage to. There's even like a particular power up where you collect this sort of mask and stuff that lets you transform into a different animal and stuff. In this case, you collect this mask inside of World One, where you have this bird mask. And there's like a specific gimmick of the stage where it allows you to go through and use the ability and stuff. And, you know, pretty much does that same type of aspect. But I feel that this game definitely has a lot of good quality in regards to how it's constructed and how it plays, how the music feels and stuff. It feels like a step above what you're going to go through and get like with certain other indie games of that type, you know. So it's a little bit more involved than that. I'm fairly looking forward to playing that. Other than that, though, in Destiny 2, you know, standard bounty stuff, standard, like, weekly stuff I was doing. But my friend and I have been doing a lot of, like, out-of-map sort of things where it's, like, we've been finding random, like, holes or something like that in some of the worlds. Like, say, in the EDZ or even, like, on Europa or even on Nessus and stuff where we find these little holes in the map that Bungie have not patched. And all of a sudden, we go through them and we're, like... Below the environment, we're seeing all these broken sort of ass things. We're seeing spawn points to, like, enemies. We're seeing this and that. I mean, granted, we've... Both of us have easily spent so many hours playing the game and stuff. And we're trying... We're doing whatever we can. It's just to make things a little bit more interesting. Even, like, on some of the newer content. Like, some of the uh, Expunge missions that uh, we're doing. We're playing through and stuff. We're finding holes in, like, certain environment stuff. We're just basically just having a lot of fun. And what's hilarious, like a couple nights ago, we went through this one portion of the match, and that we went and got this one special emblem. Yeah, this one secret emblem and stuff like that. And uh, it was locked, right? And so we managed to get through this thing, collect this thing underneath the map, and pretty much was able to say, hey, we got a secret emblem inside this thing without having to complete the entirety of this one dungeon. <laughs> <laughs> but other than that, man, that's pretty much what I've been playing.
0: Very nice. Very nice. Uh, so I, I played a few things. Uh, a couple of them, not too much though. I, I I mentioned I got the GameFly thing for a month uh, last week. Uh, so the first two games I got, I had uh Neo Replicant. I was telling Gables for the show. Played for about forty-five minutes. I, I can't do it. It's just it's it's a two thousand ten game, and it feels it feels and looks like a game from two thousand ten. Not like a good one. Not like a like a, a a great one. You know, like a a game that's classy you know, classic or classic and go back to whenever. It's just like it was like a mediocre last or two generation ago game and they just up it for twenty twenty one. That's what it kind of feels like. Um and I don't have the that that near following like I'm sure a lot of people do. I'm sure people seem to like it that like near. That's awesome. Um I love Nier automata but I love Nier automata. I mean the, the story is batshit crazy and that was awesome. Uh but it was mostly it was the gameplay of that Cause of the a fucking a plus platinum game that was, that we had. Um, uh, so yeah, I played that for about 45 minutes. I'm just like, I'm not digging this. I'm just not going to waste my precious one month of game fly that I have. Uh, so I sent that back and then I played a couple hours, about two hours of returnal. Um, I really like the game. The gameplay is really good. Um, I had a, I was having a fucking blast. I love the world. It looks fucking awesome. Um, I, you know, trying to figure out some of the secrets going on with the shit. Uh, it's just fucking hard as goddamn balls. And I don't have the patience. I don't like rogue roguelikes, and that's like that was my concern going into it. it. Is like I was hoping that I would like I would get into it enough that like, um, you know, like it would keep me going. past like Hades, I I loved Hades, but I don't. I hate hate roguelikes. I don't hate. I shouldn't say hate. I just don't. They're not my thing, and I just I don't replaying shit. And all, I don't have the patience for it. It's just frustrating to me. Um, but like yeah, it's just I really I I. I think for like a lot of people that played it and stuff like that, like they just, they couldn't get into the roguelike parts of it. Like enjoy playing the fuck out of this game. Just suck at it. Or, you know, don't have the patience to keep, it's like the dark souls thing. I don't have the patience to fucking rewind, repeat, die, rewind, repeat kind of shit. Uh, but I mean, it's not a bad game. It's just, it's not my kind of game, but I was hoping that maybe this could be the, you know, the exception to that rule. Uh, cause I, I really wanted to like it. Uh, but the main game I've been playing this week and I actually beat just before Gables and I hopped on here, uh, is a game called Plates Tale, which uh, came out in twenty nineteen. Sold. I don't want to spend. It. It's on Game Pass. It's been on my Game Pass for like. It's. Been, I've had it downloaded for like two years now, uh, and I, I keep telling myself I'm going to play, and I don't play, and I keep telling myself I'm going to play. So I finally fucking played it, and then PlayStation announced that the fucking PS Five version's free next month for PlayStation owners, uh, with the Game Pass version only has. Um, the the Xbox One edition, which what well, it's not a big deal, it's fine. But it, obviously, I'd rather have played it on the next gen console than uh, the last gen console. Uh, but uh, I've been want to play it forever, and I it was they had the they announced the Plague's Tale uh two, uh they had the teaser trailer at E three, and that kind of like got the juices flowing. I'm like oh, I definitely want to check that out now. Uh, so I went checked it out. Uh, it's about it took me about probably nine ten hours to beat, and I am so fucking conflicted about this game. Gables were. Um there are parts that I really, 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 really like and there are parts where I have been I don't think I've been a vocally angry while playing a game in quite a while. Um so kind of jump back here. Play sale is a game that takes place in the thirteen hundreds of France during the Spanish Revolution and also the like the Black Plague. Uh, with like with rats and shit like that and the and what's kind of it's it's fictional um with this where you play as amika amika i think it's her name and then she has hugo her little brother um, um, amika is like probably uh teenager all, older teens maybe and then hugo the little brother is probably in that six to eight year old ra- ratio ra- range around there um and he's always sick and there's something going on with him they can't figure out what it is uh and his mom's always trying to figure out what it is but they're like the mom and the dad are like the lords of this village, and so they're like royalty essentially. Uh, and then these people show up, and they uh, shit happens. Um, also, they brutally murder a dog in the first five fucking minutes, which might have been the most graphically graphical, uh, uh, fresh—not uh, frustrating, but a fucked-up thing I've seen since John Wick One, where they kill the dog. Uh, I've actually never seen that scene. I should say I've always fast-forward that scene. I've seen John Wick like ten times. Always fast forward to the scene where they kill the dog, uh, but um, anyways, like it, it, was, it was it was pretty fucking brutal, uh, even for a twenty nineteen Xbox One game. Uh, it's it's like a double A game as well, so it's not the biggest budget in the world. But uh, so kind of the main premise of the game is shit happens, and now Amica and Hugo are on their own. And what's going on in this world is okay, the black Plague's happening. There's like these people taking over, the shit. Like they're like, what's going on with with Hugo? What's this? What's so special about him that? these that the inquisition wants him and then there's rats everywhere and these rats just swarm you and they just eat you and kill you immediately like they just swarm you and they like they devour you in seconds and it's mostly a puzzle solving game in the sense where like they they won't go in the light they're afraid of the light uh so you use light to like get to place to place uh, And then also there's like you know the soldiers around that if they find you they'll kill you immediately it's one hit one kill for you um the one thing amica does have is like a sling thing that she has and she can like throw rocks and kill people uh kill some of the soldiers with um but she also has other upgrades you get throughout so like ones that like light fires ones that will extinguish fires so like an enemy can have a lantern and there's rats nearby and you can throw the fucking thing to put out the put out the flame and then the rats will eat them and you can use that as a distraction to get by them then you get a bunch of other upgrades as you go along um and I got some some of that stuff's kind of cool it's not like overly challenging though it's kind of like going with emotion there's some stuff you definitely gotta like stop and think for a minute but I don't think it's like It's not like a crazy ass puzzle or anything like that. But it's like it's definitely intriguing. I like the world. I like the idea. and like the mystery of like what's going on here. But I fucking can't stand that goddamn kid. Every every fucking minute, every syllable he said was like rage-inducing for me. We're like, you suck. You are annoying. You are a fucking. You bring down everybody around you. Like you are. You are a terrible human. He whines constantly. He fucking is, you gotta take care of him the entire time. He just sucks as a character. Like, I, if there, I got some Last of Us vibes in this game at points where, like, the like, I was kind of playing it, I'm like, oh, the, the, like the music kind of gives me some, like, Last of Us kind of vibes here. And then, like, the, the crafting kind of reminds me of, like, Last of Us has a crafting table. Like, I know it's not, like, the first game to have crafting and all that, but the kind of the way it all works out and the way even, like, the, the screens pop up feels very Last of Us in some sense. And then even, like, uh, you have this child with you that there's something special about him just like in last of us. But like, at least Ellie was like, uh, like helpful. And she, other than the part where she couldn't swim, but like, other than that, she was pretty helpful and an interesting character. And this guy just sucks. Like I just, there was a couple times where he died cause he's a fucking idiot. And then I had a restart and I was like, part of me was like, good. And the last part of me was like, God damn it. Now I got to play this whole section again. So it was a very mixed emotions in some of these parts. Um, but for the most part, like when those sections he wasn't in or wasn't in the way, like I really liked it. And there was like the, the gameplay is fun and it's fine. Uh, it doesn't like lean too heavily for the most part in like the combat. The combat is almost always like optional. Like you can sneak by people without without them ever seeing you, or you can kill them, or you can like like I said, you can use you know take knock out the lights and then they'll attack them. And you can you know, move along. It's just very interesting. You meet some of the characters you meet along the way. I think Amica is a really cool character. I think some of the characters you, uh, you, like I said, you meet on your journey are actually really interesting characters and there's some cool building with them and all that. Uh, It's just the last like two hours in this fucking game. I hate it. So there's a section where you got to play as fucking Hugo. And he, if you thought he sucked before he is 10 times worse. Now he is useless. He can't do a goddamn thing. He bitches and whines the entire fucking time. Kids suck. Why do we have kids? Why do we procreate? We should just stop now, Gables. We should stop now. We are grandfathered. If you're pregnant right now, that's fine. You're grandfathered in. We are now stopping children from being born. There's too many of us, and they suck. Let's stop. Anyways, uh, Hugo, that's how much I hate Hugo, is I think we should just kill humanity because I don't want any more children because of fucking Hugo. Fuck that kid. Anyways, (laughs) Anyways, <laughs> I don't know why I'm so mad about this. I'm gonna move to this. Just I'm gonna. There's a. There is an energy today about me, Gable. I don't know. Maybe because it's, it's Friday. Uh, you know, I had to work today. Uh, I, I just beat this. It's, 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 it's also this shit's fresh, Like I said, I just beat this like two hours ago. Uh, yeah, you can go through that, and then like the last, very last section is it. it re- it's very heavy on the combat, and like I said, like it never really overly relies. Like combat's almost always optional. Yeah. Uh, in this game and then in the last like section it is like you or you have to combat and the combat is not really that good to like make you like I never really wanted to go in you don't want to go in guns blazing kind of shit because like you get overwhelmed very easily because they could chuck a spear at you one hit one kill you're dead an arrow whatever it's like there's parts like the last chunk of it is just like you play as Hugo and then you fucking it's combat and it, it, it was so frustrating like, the, like, just basically... And it's like there's one pattern to, to beat this, pretty much. And it's just live-die-repeat of fucking figuring out the pattern. It wasn't like, oh, I, I'm good at this game. No, it's just like, okay, I gotta kill this guy. and then I gotta distract him. And then kill him. And then distract him and kill him. Or I gotta kill, kill, kill. And in this order is... It, it's, it's just... And then one of the worst bo- final boss fights I, I think ever in a game. Um, ever. Maybe not ever. But it's one of the... In recent memory. It's one of the worst ones. Uh, but I don't know, Overall... It's still like a, it's like a quality like seven, seven point five kind of game, because like I said, eighty percent of this game I really liked. It's just the twenty percent of the game I didn't, I really did not like. And it's just mostly because of Hugo and in the last hour of that game where you just, it's just combat, combat, combat. It's really like twenty minutes of com- of content, but it took me like an hour to beat because the it, the combat is terrible. Um, and I'm not even. This is the part where I'm gonna say it's not that I'm bad at the game. It just sucks. And that's like I will admit when I'm bad at a game. Like I said, I'm bad at Returnal. I, I fully admit that. Uh, but then that game is great. I'm just bad at it. This game, the combat is just mm. bad. So, uh, yeah. Overall, it's like a 7, 7.5 kind of game. I liked it more than I, I'm, I'm, I'm focusing too much on the negative right now. I apologize for that. It's a, it's a fine game. There's an interesting story. I liked where the story went. Um, I wish a certain character would have died in the game. I'm not going to spoil that. But I wish that person would have died. Probably, actually, honestly, like at the beginning of the game, and it would have just saved a lot, lot of anger and frustration for me. But, uh, anyways, moving on. Actually, I don't know what we're moving on to. I think that's it. Are we, are we yeah. out? We are out. I don't should talk about you. This is the end of the podcast. <laughs> uh, thank you guys so much for listening. We are everywhere. We are on Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, uh, Twitch, if you're watching us right now. Um, go, to, go to all those places Drunk Dash Nerds, Drunk uh, Dash Podcast. Like, follow, subscribe, click the bells, especially on YouTube and Twitch. Let us, that way, you know when a new video goes up or we go live. Um, if you're watching us on YouTube, the video, the audio version. Uh, I'm sorry, the video version. Uh, go to Twitch, even if you don't, you know, even if you don't watch Twitch, just go over there, click the follow button. We really appreciate it. Uh, that that gives us that helps us out. Uh, get more helps us get you know pop up more views on YouTube. Like I said, sorry for the hiccup there. Um, you know, like, follow, subscribe. Click the bell. If actually, for, if the fun thing on on YouTube, if you click the like button, it is actually right around Gables' junk area. So, whenever you you click the like button, wherever Gables is, he feels. It. He feels the night. He whenever every time Gables, you get a little a little tingle down there. It's because somebody clicked the like button, and you, you tingle just pops out of your pants and goes tingle, and he gives you a map, and then he floats away in his fucking balloon. That's what happens. So every time every time you click the like button, Gables gets a fucking map. So think of it like that. I don't know where the map's gonna be. It's going why the fuck did he give me a fucking map to Saskatchewan in Canada? I don't know why I need this. But you got it, Gables. You got a Saskatchewan map. I don't know. I don't know if Saskatchewan's an actual place, but it it is in my mind. And it will be forever oh because I made it so. Uh, Anyways,
1: I just love that idea. <laughs> of
0: Just flying through your zipper, a tingle, and he gives you a fucking map.
1: I just love that. He just he just, just random people I'm helping out, or something I'm like. Ah, what the hell is that?
0: Gables, is at work? <laughs> <laughs> a fucking man in a green suit shoots out his fucking zipper. Uh, <laughs> trying to help a customer, and he's like, "What the fuck?" was like, "Tingle," and he floats away. But he's inside, and there's a, there's a fucking facility fan. And he gets chopped up and dies. <laughs> wow, that went really that dark. Was a dark. Holy quick, shit! <laughs> yeah, it did. Yeah, I mean, not the part where there's a green man in your pants, but the part where, you, you, where he gets killed by his sling pants. <laughs> That's the fucked up part. That's the, the, That tells you a lot about Gables, where he's not disturbed about the fact there's a man in his pants. Not that there's anything wrong with a man in your pants, but a green man with a balloon giving a math to Saskatchewan in Canada for no fucking reason. That part's fine. The part where I killed him in my story, that part's fucked up. That tells you a lot about Gables. Anyways, what a. F- Fucking episode. Anyways, thank you guys so much for listening. I was tired. And telling. I have been
1: Colonel Gables. So until next time, everyone, I got my map to Saskatchewan. So I'm gonna be pretty much heading towards <laughs> there.
0: Gables has got a he's got a car. He's, calling, he's actually gonna call an Uber right now. We're going to get some poutine way right over there. Love you guys. See ya. Bye. <laughs>